from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans. Hey, we're back again. You Hammer. can't get rid of us. Hammer Down uh, Racing Report for the day after the country's birthday. That's it. So now it's, uh, how many years old is uh, the country? Ooh, 76 shit. plus, it's old. Yeah. Show number 40 for you. Live from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, I'm Scott Hammer alongside Ron Miller. Lots to cover on uh, tonight's show. We're going to be uh, talking to Rex Lejeune of uh, Attica Raceway Park, talking about the Brad Doty Classic, which is coming up next week, Tuesday night. Big show. It's going to be huge. Uh, huge? Lot, huge. A lot of big races uh, next week, and uh, we'll talk more about that a little bit later. Uh, great finish to uh, the Monster Energy uh, NASCAR Cup Series race last Sunday as well. I thought it was... I, I thought it took us back 40 years to, you know, the, the Bobby Allison debacle. And, and it was what put NASCAR on, on the front page. And uh, it, it was a great race finish. You couldn't ask for anything any better. So we'll talk more about that. Also, a Hell Tour update. Um, got your official weekend weather. Ryan Weekman's on uh, vacation this week. It's been a few weeks since he's been on. He. He's not gone. He'll be back. So we got a substitute from uh, our sister station that airs the uh, NASCAR races, CKY 1037. Very good. So uh, we'll hear from Vig Riggs and his uh, weekend weather forecast coming up. Um, what else were we going to talk about? Oh, American Ethanol Series uh, had some issues, I guess, Saturday night. Uh, American Ethanol Late Model Tour, that is. Uh, we'll talk about that. They didn't have some ser- uh, s- serious issues. Um, it, it was... The racers kind of refusing to go on the track because of the conditions. So, the the series is doing well. It, the, the track that they visited hmm, had yeah. some problems. And uh, also, uh, Billy Moyer had an issue too, and has dropped off of the Summer National Tour. We'll talk more about that. Give you the points and uh, winners. And uh, there's just uh, one more week for, of that coming up uh, next week. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that, too. So yeah. lots to get to. First, uh, let's talk about paying some bills here. Uh, Ron Miller Race Cars, Lamberville, Michigan. It's a great I place to go. I know those guys. Do you? I was just there yesterday. He yeah. works on holidays. If you need any kind of race car service, uh, talk to that guy right there. Ron Miller Race Cars, 734-856-7223. Parts, safety equipment, gift certificates, you name it, you got w- welding it. On welding on a really on a, hot, on a sticky 100 day. 100-degree day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. Especially with uh, a custom, yeah, you did some uh, cu- custom engineering. We get creative at times, yeah. you know, when when the need arises, we get it done. I believe I asked you yesterday if there was anything you couldn't fix. Hmm. I'm not going there. <laughs> okay, probably safe. If it's mechanical, probably, uh, <laughs> yeah, probably oh, not. Exactly, you we'll, know. We'll stick with that. Uh, so once again, give uh, Ron Miller Race Cars a call, 734-856-7223. Last weekend, lots of racing and lots of heat. So uh, we got a lot to, to cover here before we uh, talk to Rex. We'll give Rex here a call in uh, in just a few minutes. But back to what, you're, what you asked, if there was anything that I couldn't fix in like 54 years of racing, I have screwed so much stuff up. That probably I was wondering where you're going with the high there, 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 there probably is nothing that yeah we we haven't done at least once. Have I provided you with any uh, first? You know you things? really haven't challenged me yet. I'll, I'll, I'll work on that then. Yeah. All right. Uh, but by the way, 
congratulations. That was a great, that was a spectacular race. Um, you needed another 100 horsepower, but I, I was really proud of you, boy. Yeah, second again. That's okay. It was a great second. Yeah, it was fun. It was nice being yeah. competitive. Just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that horsepower was the issue. I just didn't have the, the bite coming off the court. It probably was the driver and the way I was driving it. Should drove You look different. good. Thank you. You look good. Appreciate it. You too, until you uh, had an engine issue. Yeah. But it's fixed, and you'll, you'll be back this weekend. Broke a camshaft, but that's no big deal. Yeah, I've got an engine see, guy that's every bit as good as I am. Yeah, I like your engine guy. He does good work. He should be a sponsor of the show. I'm thinking. Speaking of which, if you'd like to be a sponsor of the Hammerdown Racing Report, visit our website at hammerdownracingreport.com. Uh, advertising information on there. Attica Raceway Park. They kicked off uh, Friday night action. Uh, Brock Martin out of Wooster, Ohio, ended a two-year winless streak after uh, picking up the 410 feature, uh, sprint car uh, feature win on Friday night. Five-time Attica late model champ Ryan Missler was uh, the winner Friday night for the Attica Oakshade Challenge late model feature, which went to Oakshade the following night. We'll tell you who won that. Uh, Jimmy Miller, he's been on a run. He won uh, uh, the 305 feature. He's out of Fremont, Ohio. Yep. Speaking of which, move run right to Fremont. Uh, he won Saturday night as well. And on Friday, how did last week's guests do? I think Kyle Capadice at Attica ran fourth. Well, go with that. Yes. It, from from what I heard, it was a good race, and, and he ran well. Did us proud. Um. Yeah, we'll get back to Fremont here. We'll stick with Friday night. Brian Campbell and uh, Frank Giovanni were the uh, Comedic Gasket 200 winners at Toledo Speedway. They only ran features this weekend, past weekend, because it was so hot, which seems like a good idea. Uh, Campbell won the 100-lap ARCA CRA Super Series late model feature, and Giovanni was the winner of the 100-lap ARCA Gold Cup Made Event Series late model feature. Mike Young sailed to the late model Sportsman 50-lap feature win in uh, Dennis Wisman Jr. won the uh, figure eight feature. Lima Land was in action. Devin Dobie won the NRA uh, Sprint Invader feature. Jerry Bowersock was the modified winner. Daniel Sanchez won his uh, fourth Thunderstock feature of the year. Saturday night, Oakshade Raceway, night two for the uh, Oakshade Attica Raceway Challenge late model series. That's Casey a Noonan. mouthful. Yeah. Well, I switch it up, too. If, if it's at Attica, it's the Attica Oakshade late model challenge. And when it's the other, it, it's, I, I noticed Attica. that. Did you? I try and keep it straight. But, uh, yeah, uh, Casey Noonan won, uh, led all uh, 25 laps of the feature, got all the lap sponsorship money as well because it was uh, Memorial Night. Lots of stuff going on at Oakshade on Saturday. Um, How many bicycles did they give away? I didn't count them. <laughs> there was a lot. 43, 45. It was enough. A lot of happy kids. A lot, a lot of bikes given away, a lot of uh, memorial laps, and uh, uh, and then the Oakshade Attica Late Model Challenge Series won by uh, Casey Noonan. Uh, Missler finished in second. So he had a pretty good weekend. First at Attica and then second at uh, at the Shade. Yeah. So not too bad. Uh, Rusty Smith was the sportsman winner. Chris Henry won uh, the Bomber A. Cameron Tusing was a compact winner down in Paskin. Won my race, the Bomber B. I had a pretty good seat for that. Yeah. Saw that one. Uh, Flat Rock Speedway is in action. They had uh, their their version of the Night of Destruction. Do they call it the Night of Destruction there, I too? I think they do. Okay. 
which is coming up at Toledo. We'll talk more about that. That's tomorrow night. But uh, Flat Rock last weekend, Dennis Wisman won the uh, school bus figure eight. Joe Vanderhoof won the boat figure eight. Travis Early got his very first arc of figure eight win. I remember watching uh, Gary Porkchop early. That's his grandfather. Yeah. This is making me feel old because I yeah. was watching him kick some ass up there. Uh, Mike uh, Osipinti, I pronounced that right. He was the Midwest uh, Classic Racer, racer uh, Dwarf Car Feature winner. And uh, my favorite guy, Kyle Metapedigan. Thank you. There we go. He was the uh, winner of the Enduro 250. I should probably practice that. Uh, Fremont Speedway mentioned earlier that uh, Jimmy Miller swept the weekend. He got the 305 feature win there, his fourth straight at uh, Fremont, as a matter of fact. Chris Andrews out of Sandusky, Ohio, won the Fast 410 feature. And uh, that was about it for Fremont. Waynesfield. Devin uh, Helmig won the Tough Trucks. Matt Westfall won uh, non-wing sprints. And Austin Scott was the winner for the Compacts. Oh, and Jerry Bowersock won the Modified feature. Oh, what a surprise. Then they also ran uh, Tuesday night, as a matter of fact. They had the Summer Sizzler. There's a lot of uh, weekday races this time of year, which is pretty cool. Right, it is. Uh, Randy Hannigan won that. uh, 4,000 to win NRA Sprint Invader feature. Austin Powell won the Mini Sprints. Cale Conley out of uh, Vienna. West Virginia. He won the Fast 410 Sprint feature, and John Ivey out of Fremont was the uh, 305 winner. Not Jamie Miller. Was he there? I think so. Okay. I believe so. Uh, Mansfield, Sunday. Don O'Neill was the uh, winner there of the Freedom 50 for the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. And uh, Bloomquist, back in the car, finished second. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shoulders fine. Yep. No surgery so, needed. All um, good. I guess they... Uh, Changed his meds. I'm <laughs> like an old man in the <laughs> in the uh, in, in the nursing home or something. Yeah, well, <laughs> we need to change his meds. Uh, track was a little dusty there, from uh, what I heard. I heard there it. were some holes too, so it was a little choppy and and extremely dusty. Hmm. I just saw a picture of the dirt on dirt coverage that somebody had a screen capture and was. Kind of hard to see the cars, actually. You know, to be fa- it was dusty everywhere. To be, to this be past fair, weekend. to be fair, it was extremely hot, very dry, and and a little bit breezy everywhere over the weekend, ever in this part of the country. So to think you were going to get a, a hooked up racetrack, it simply wasn't going to happen, Scott. Um, and the best they could do was, you know, just try to control the dust. And we we started to touch on Butler and. Um, they had a little bit more of yeah. They control they issue, they but. controlled the dust. Yeah. <laughs> um, spoiler alert: This weekend's looking better. Yay! A little spoiler alert for the uh, weekend weather pit stop. Uh, Lucas uh, Oil Dirt Late Models uh, were also in action on Saturday, where uh, Jason Jameson uh, won at uh, Portsmouth, and of course uh, Don O'Neill at uh, Mansfield on Sunday. Uh, Sharon Speedway they were in action on. Uh, and uh, Don won there, so we got two in a row. Why are you looking at me like that? Pretty, pretty lucrative week. Yeah, they uh, they got a full week here. They were at Muskegon County uh, Speedway in Zanesville where uh, Greg Satterley won that. That was uh, Tuesday night. The Moran family owns that track. Yeah. Devin, Devin Moran uh, wasn't real spectacular at his, at his own track. Probably no racer with more laps around that place and. I think he was 
But does it lapse in like uh, the water truck or something? Or he started young, probably. Okay. Uh, <coughs> tonight uh, is the fifth. They're at uh, Fayetteville Motor Speedway, where the Summer Nationals were just the other night. Right. So we'll talk about that as well. Tomorrow night they're at Cherokee in uh, South Carolina, Smoky Mountain Speedway, on Saturday. World of Outlaw Craftsman Late Model Series versus the Dirt Car Summer Nationals. That happened uh, this past weekend. Do you know who won? The World of Outlaws. What's that? World of Outlaws. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Okay. You seemed a little confused there. Uh, Devin Moran out of Dresden, Ohio, won uh, Friday at Terre Haute. And uh, Brandon Shepard got his uh, sixth World of Outlaw feature win of the season at uh, Federated Auto Parts Raceway at I-55. This weekend, the uh, World of Outlaw Craftsman Late Model Series is at uh, Dubuque Speedway. Dubuque, Iowa. There you go. And then uh, Deer Creek Speedway on Saturday. Dubuque tomorrow. Hell Tour update. Brian Shirley, he was the winner on 28th was Thursday, right? Yeah. Yep. LaSalle Speedway. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Devin Moran, Brandon Shepard, winners uh, Friday, Saturday. Uh, Lincoln Speedway was scheduled for the 1st. That's been postponed to July 9th. They were off Monday. So they had a couple days off there. Back in action on uh, Tuesday. Tuesday on the 3rd. Tanner English at uh, Clarksville Speedway was the winner there. Brian Shirley won at Fayette County, as we were just talking about. That was uh, last night. And uh, tonight they're at Macon in Illinois. Shannon Babb still leads the points. Are you sure? Is that what it said? That's what it said. Okay. Because uh, I I read on uh, one of the forums that uh, squirrel brian shirley is right there so it was close those two are close it's definitely going to come down i don't know when i looked at the points i don't know if they were updated as of uh, last night's race or not it may have been from the previous night and shannon babb had not had a real spectacular night last night so i i think it's i think it's brian shirley by a couple of points well we can check Really? The power of the internet. We have the technology, folks. We'll double check on that. I'll come over here. Really? Look at that. They updated the points. And? Brian Shirley. And you questioned me? I didn't question you. Scott, come on, man. (laughs) I just checked this this morning, too. So they must have updated uh, today. So Yeah, Brian Shirley now has 916 points to uh, Shannon Babb's. 894. What's what's my nickname, Scott? Bob. I think Ronald. <laughs> the professor? Yeah, yeah. Fager is uh, third, followed by Frank Heckenast. And, oh, Rusty Schlink was uh, fifth this morning. He fell to six. Gordy uh, Gundaker by one point in front of uh, Schlink now. So, yeah. And Billy Moyer was uh, top five as well prior to... What I wanted to talk about uh, right now, he had an accident on, uh, um, was it Thursday night at LaSalle Speedway? Crashed into the end of the uh, wall, the pit entrance, in turn three. Slapped the wall pretty hard. He was very sore the next morning. He said, uh, they said it was okay. he was okay other than the, the sore muscles. The car was destroyed, and uh, he decided to drop off the tour. Went back to Batesville, Arkansas. He said he bent the dashboard. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, I haven't done that. you got to try really hard to do that, Scott. Could you fix it? 
Uh, ornery Don could. Don is a, <laughs> a wizard at fixing bodies. But uh, that kind of brings up uh, something else. You know, we've been talking about how um, all the new rules for safety for late models have, they've been talking about the past few years. Right. What about the tracks? Are the tracks keeping up with the the safety improvements? I guess they had uh, water barrels there, from what I heard, but it's still just the the design of that, where you got a blunt end of a wall that you could possibly run into is probably not a, a good design. I think there's a whole lot of things that racetracks in general could do. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not advocating soft walls like NASCAR mandated, but um, there's a lot of things that if you look around and pay attention uh, could use some some updates. Just got an update. More breaking news. Late model, uh, or the Lucas Oil late models at Fayetteville, has been postponed due to rain. They're going to run that on the 27th of September. Thanks, Dave. So, yeah. Was, was that Mr. Golombuski? No, Kemmer. Oh, okay. Other Dave. Another Dave. Other Dave. We'll just call him Other Dave. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if the tracks have been... Uh, I'm not saying they need uh, safer barriers, but, you know, with the accident a couple weeks ago... Uh, with uh, Jason Johnson, you know, landing on top of a wall, you know, is it maybe? Do we need to look at the tracks more? Do they need to be under more scrutiny? Obviously, they do. I, I, I mean, there's no question about that, and and it probably takes a fresh pair of eyes because uh, the racers are used to going to this track or that track week after week, and they get very accustomed to it. The owners of the facilities, same thing. You know, they they, they probably need a fresh set of eyes. And, uh, uh, you know, especially in an instance where a couple of drivers have been killed or hurt. Um, it kind of reminds me of there's a, I forget what the name of the show was. It was on some show, reality clip show thing. And I remember hearing Rick Eshelman, he's announcing at this track where they had like the opening uh, from the pits was like in the middle of the backstretch wall. And so, you know, you have a blunt end of the, there's just an opening there and some guy got hooked was was oh okay. turned into it, it was like a yellow car and he hit it yes. and then he got hit again and like split yeah, in half yeah. and well uh bristol speedway and with, i think they with, changed the design of that track because that was years ago yeah but. bristol speedway with michael waltrip um uh, and that car, had a gate though yeah and a car broke in half and yeah he actually unbuckled and stepped out of the front of the car that was a couple people because that happened to uh, another driver there too yeah but that was during a practice session i forget the guy's name it's gonna bug me now had a D or a C in it. I'll have to look that up. Cameron Carmen Harmon. Harmon. Something Harmon. Yeah. Mike, maybe? I don't know. Dave Harmon? Well. I guess it doesn't matter. But, yeah, you're right. Did they change where the gate is then, or did they just change the gate design? I'm not Cause sure. From what I Because I thought I heard at least one of those wrecks, they forgot to latch the gate, and that was the problem. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I guess a lot of tracks where they have the entrance kind of coming in like uh, Millstream, for instance, where they have the entrance coming off of turn number two, there's not like a blunt right. end to hit there. Right. It, it would be an angle no matter yeah. how you hit it. So so maybe that's them. Unfortunately, the way some tracks are situated and how their pits are, it's kind of, that kind of dictates how they have to do things. But anywho. Fresh set of eyes, Scott. Moving on. All-Star Circuit of Champions are in action. They, uh, had a race at Plymouth, Indiana that ran 41 laps instead of the uh, scheduled 35 to honor Jason Johnson. Aaron Rutzel out of Clute, Texas was the winner of that. That was his uh, fourth uh, All-Star win of the season. 
Win five for him came on the dirt oval at Route 66 in Illinois, uh, where he won the uh, Summer Slash. So a good uh, good weekend for Rutzel. And then uh, finally, World of Outlaw Craftsman Sprint Car Series. Uh, Friday night, Knoxville Raceway, Donnie Schatz won the opening ni- night of uh, Brano's Big Guns Bash for his uh, 12th win of the re- year. Uh, David Gravel held off Schatz, or Schatz, excuse me, to win uh, Saturday night at Cedar Lake. Uh, oh, no, that was also at Knoxville. Cedar Lake, uh, Wisconsin this weekend, Friday and Saturday. And then... That's it. What's coming up Tuesday? The Brad Doty Classic. Yes. World of Outlaws will be at uh, Attica. So uh, how about big, we... Big deal race for those folks. 30th uh, annual Brad Doty Classic. Let's see if we can get somebody from Attica on the phone, Scott. Should we do that? One ringy-dingy. Rex Lejeune, Director of Operations, Attica Raceway Park. Yeah, this is Rex. Uh, well, we wanted to talk about uh, the big race you got coming up on uh, Tuesday, the 30th annual Brad Doty Classic. Um, how'd this uh, deal all come about? Uh, do, you, do you have a little bit of a history of, of how it came about? Well, actually, the race was uh, born at Attica Raceway Park back in 1989. Uh, Brad, uh, you know, suffered his injuries at Eldora in, uh, in uh, two, or 1988, and uh, uh, we had a, a big uh, United uh, Sprint Association sprint car race at Attica in July, and uh, Steve Kinzer and my brother and uh, Sammy Swindell, Carl Kinzer knows that we're running the USA group at that time, uh, want to have a benefit race for Brad, so uh, Steve got a hold of Brad and was uh, talking him into coming to Attica, uh, in 1989, and that was the uh, first year of the back then the Brad Doty benefit, which has now turned into the Brad Doty Classic. As Brad has uh, uh, come back on as being a co-promoter of the event, uh, it went to Lima back in 2006, and then after a 10-year uh, stint at Lima Land, it uh, returned to Attica in uh, 2016. So why why did it uh, go to Lima Land for a few years there? Well, back then, um, after the 2005 season, uh, the Attica Fair Association uh, parted ways with uh, promoter uh, Janet Holbrook at that time. And uh, Gene Frankert, who has been at Attica from the beginning, uh, moved on to Lima Land. And Brad was, uh, you know, getting a little nervous come December time. There wasn't a promoter at Attica yet, and they were working on some things. Uh, It turned out to be John Boers and our group. But uh, at that time, uh, when the schedule was coming out, uh, Brad needed to find a racetrack, you know, before it got too late in the scheduling process. And uh, he uh, worked with Gene and, uh, and uh, brought it down to Lima Land uh, starting like in 2006. And then, uh, like I say, things happened after the 10-year anniversary at Lima Land. And uh, uh, Brad gave us a call. And we were glad to have the Brad Doty Classic return, uh, like I said, back in uh, 2016. So, and Doty, is, he's, has he been involved uh, with promoting, I guess, uh, how long has he been involved with uh, promoting the event? Actually, Janice, last year in 2005, she brought Brad on when the Word of Outlaws returned or started sanctioning the Brad Doty Classic Attic in 2005. So that was Brad's first year as being involved in the promoting business for the Brad Doty Classic was 2005 at Attica and then the 10 years at Lima Land, and he's continued the last two years back at Attica. And how many years have you been witness to the Brad Doty Classic? I think I've seen just about every one. I was the flagman at Attica for the very first one in 1989 through uh, like 1997, and uh, and uh, you know came and watched the uh, the rest of them, and uh, went to Lima and seen most of them. And uh, like I say, when uh, we uh, the group took over Attica in 2006, uh, you know I continued to go to Lima and watch them until the the race came back a couple years ago back to Attica. So, uh, 
Any of the uh, any of the races then uh, that you've seen stand out as being more memorable than any of the others? Oh, definitely. Uh, if you go all the way back in the in the history, actually, the first one, uh, Steve Kinzer and Dave Blaney ran side by side for almost forty laps, with Kinzer getting the first ever win. And then a little bit later on uh, at Attica, uh, local uh, driver Alvin Rupke, uh upset all the uh, the incoming. Uh, talent and uh, picked up the Brad Doty Classic with his famous uh, saying, holy moly, I won the Doty. <laughs> and uh, even back in 1991, Sammy Swindell in the TMC car came in and put on a heck of a race with Bobby Allen. And uh, Bobby Allen ran him down the last five laps of the race. And they were going in the corners, and Sammy was actually putting his car sideways and just about stopping on the racetrack to block Bobby Allen. But uh, to no avail was Bobby Allen uh Picked up the win on the last couple laps uh, in 1991 for one of the best ever sprint car races that I've ever seen. And the history of the Brad Doty Classic when it started uh, for a long time, that uh, the 40 lap event, whoever was leading on lap 35 did not win the race. So it's always come down to a, a last lap battle, as evidenced by last year. David Gravel uh, passed Tim Schaefer, I believe, with four laps to go to pick up his first ever Brad Doty Classic. Rex, you've certainly named a lot of real heavy hitters in sprint car racing. Um, is this one of those races that the racers feel like they must win? Yes, definitely. Uh, you know, like you say, even uh, Paul McMahon won a few years ago, and he's, he said that was one of the biggest events that he's been trying to win for a lot of years, and it was kind of cool to see that uh, when, when Paul won. And like I say, if you just go back to the history, like I say, the names that I named plus many others, you know, Jack Hewitt, Mark Keegan, Danny Smith, uh, you know, Jason Myers beat Steve Kinzer on a last lap pass a few years ago also. And, you know, not to mention Donnie Schatz has picked up a couple. And Dale Blaney, when he was running strong, you know, with George Fisher, I think he won, uh, won one at Attica uh, even even also. So, like I say, uh, great names in sprint car racing that have, have won, you know, the last, uh, well, I guess it would be the, 27 Brad Doty Classics. I think there was two rainouts over the course of the 29 years of the event. So uh, the World of Outlaws have been uh, associated with the Brad Doty Classic for uh, f- this the 14th season? Yeah, I think their first uh, sanctioned event was 2005. Okay. Uh, what uh, what group was it sanctioned with any group before then? No, it was an unsanctioned event, and whoever came in and ran, uh, uh, you know, to, to start the weekend off, you know, teaming up, you know, with the the, the uh, Kings Royal weekend, uh, it was a nice, you know, midweek event. Uh, it was an unsanctioned event back then, and you just never know who was going to show up. And uh, then when Brad got on board, you know, he wanted to bring the, the Word of Outlaws in, so it's been a great partnership, uh, you know, with Brad and the Word of Outlaws. So, like I say, the first uh, many years, it was an unsanctioned event. Isn't isn't Brad uh, doing some TV now? Uh some some commentating yeah he does uh, for a lot of different groups as a matter of fact uh the first night of ohio sprint speed week back uh, a couple weeks ago uh was filmed for mav tv along with the saturday portion at eldora speedway and and brad's going to head out i think in a couple weeks and do the voiceover for that and those will air on mav tv around the middle of september uh the attic event i think a week later than the eldora event will be on so brad's been doing some things with map tv and uh and of course he's done a lot of things you know with uh you know back then the nashville network and you know cbs sports and 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 so so many other things you know with the outlaws so uh brad's quite involved you know still with racing and does a great job com- commentating you know he's team up with ralph shaheen and and many others so what's he going to be doing uh tuesday night uh, probably just being a, a, a bag of nerves. I don't know. Uh, you know Brad, he'll, 
he'll he, mingle with the fans and maybe he gets a chance, you know, he'll sign some autographs with his, you know, beautiful new T shirt out and you know, he'll go, you know, through the through the pit area and talk to the drivers and thank them and then, you know, we'll have him on the horse track before we start the event so he can, you know, thank all the, the many great partners that we have for the event and you know, thank the fans for, you know, coming out and supporting us. So Brad will make his way around you know the fairgrounds. Uh, you know, basically all day, and like you say, uh, he'll he'll want to thank a lot of people, and uh, we'll give him ample time to do that. In case some of our listeners don't know, uh, explain uh, Brad's injuries. Yeah, Brad was uh, running the the Kings Royal back in 1988, and uh, the very first lap of the feature, going into turn one, uh, he got together with some cars and and had a, a, a night, you know, a bad flip, and and he was, uh, I think, the fuel cell might even came off, and he was rear-ended by by another car. It was just a, you know, just a racing accident, and you know, just got hit at the wrong place, and uh, you know, he, he suffered, you know, uh, leg injury, you know, paralyzing leg injuries, and uh, like you say, you know, that that basically, you know, obviously ended his career, but he stayed, you know, heavily involved over the years, and like you say, uh, you know, great ambassador for sprint car racing, you know, not only in the United States but uh, throughout the world. You had a nice uh, little video there on your Facebook page with uh, Brad, and it had some footage from, uh, I think it was ESPN, of of the crash back in uh, 88. Yeah, boy, the footage has come a long way, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Since then. But uh, like I say, I think that's been a you know copy of a copy of a copy off my VHS tapes back then <laughs> and tried to transfer them to DVDs and so forth. But, uh, boy, the, you know, the, 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 the footage and, the, and the, the cameras and everything has sure have come a long way since then. Now, last year uh, you had 58 drivers there to compete any idea how many you're expecting this year well we had 56 for the opener of ohio sprint speed week uh, you know a couple of weeks ago so uh like i said i'd be shocked if we didn't have you know 55 or, or more you know uh, we're looking forward to it and uh like i say it was the highest single day car count for the word of outlaw event last year of all their events uh was it was at attic with the 58 cars so hopefully we can get to at least that this year and uh you know, we have a great mixture of our of our local talent and the All Stars and the World of Outlaws, and you never know. You know, there's you know, word out there that you know Kyle Larson and Casey Kane might be showing up. You know, you can't say for sure. You know, their schedule you know develops throughout the week, but uh, we're sure sure hoping they can make it. And uh, you know, on a Tuesday night, you get some Pennsylvania travelers you know heading over to the Kings Royal for a three day weekend. So, you know, like I say, uh, it's going to be a heck of a field of cars and. You know, to top that all off, uh, John Boers, the promoter at Attica, we like to take care of our local talent that support us each week and the, the top 15 in points that we're going to cover their Word of Outlaw membership fee. I think it's $125 uh, per team, so uh, it's a mandatory fee. But uh, we, we try to take care of our lo- local racers, and we're going to cover for, cover that for them again this year. So we're looking forward to, to having our local local talent to see what they can do against the, against the Outlaws and the All-Stars and everybody all in one group. It seems as though that the world of outlaws don't have any any real clout when they come to Attica. It seems as though the track equalizes a whole a whole lot of the racers. Yeah, well, like I say, you know, we run a lot of sprint car races, so a lot of our drivers and the all stars, especially, you know, get a lot of laps on Attica. And, and uh, like I say, you know, you, you can't take that away from the outlaws when they come to town. You know, they're they're on their game, and uh, you know, we we try to you know, develop some rivalries like they do in Pennsylvania and so forth with our local guys and everything. So uh, we're looking forward to it. And like you say, uh, you know, they're tough to beat wherever they go, but uh, we'll we'll stack our local talent up against them, and uh, we'll see how it comes out on Tuesday night. Give our listeners uh, a heads up as to what to expect Tuesday night. When should they get there? Uh, can they reserve seats? Yes. Uh, uh, reserve seats are still available. Uh, you can go to our website, AtticaRacewayPark.com. There's a big banner on there. Click on that. 
it'll bring up the seating chart. Uh, you can order them on your computer with a credit card. You can pick your seats uh, in any of the sections that are available uh, with a credit card, and they can get you fixed up. Uh, it's too late to mail them out. They'll have them at Will Call Window. I think that's available up until, like, midnight on Monday night as far as ordering them online. Or you can call the 800 number on there. You can order them directly uh, with, uh, with the Word of Outlaws on the 800 number with a credit card, and they'll have them at the Will Call Window. Uh, there'll be reserve seats. You know, some will be available on race day once we open the gates up at three o'clock. Uh, reserve seats will be on sale. Also, general mission adults uh, are thirty dollars. Uh, Eleven to fifteen year olds are only fifteen dollars. Ten and under are always free. Pits are forty dollars. Uh, like I say, uh, if you get there before the gates even open, if you're not getting a reserve seat uh, in the in the unmarked reserve sections, uh, uh, you can put your seat down and have your seat available when you want to buy a pit pass or whatever. You still can come back and then your seat will be there. And I say the uh, a, B, C, and H, I, and J, the top five rows are reserved. In the middle section of D, E, F, and G, the top ten rows are reserved. So, uh, like I say, there's still plenty of general mission seating, uh, but there's still some reserved seats available. So any which way we can we can get you a seat, though, we'll be sure to do that. Obviously, the four tens, any support divisions will be there? No, not on a weeknight. You know, guys, with you know on a Tuesday night especially, there's still you know a lot of people that are traveling uh to King, the King's Royal, or there's a lot of people that go back to work on Wednesday. So, you know, with, you know, 50-some cars on hand and, uh, you know, some other things going on that night, we just run the, the Word of Outlaw Sprint cars just to stand alone by themselves. Sounds like a great show. What uh, What's the schedule as far as times go? What time do gates open? What time's racing? Gates open at 3 o'clock. Uh, driver's means around the 5.30 area. Qualifying to be about 6.15, and we go racing at 7.30. And uh, any chance uh, of it selling out? Uh, would you urge people to get uh, reserve tickets ahead of time? Well, if you're coming from any you know any distance or have to work on Tuesday, it's always best to have your seat. So that's you know a, a good reason you know to get your reserve seat. That way, you already have it when you get there. But uh, we have plenty of seats, and you know everybody just move a little closer together, and we'll we'll be sure to get you in. Uh, anything else? Uh, you know, if you get a pit pass, there's a really nice seating in turn four there in the pit area, uh, which is basically general mission. If you have a pit pass, but uh, you can you can sit up there also and. Uh, like I say, you know, there's a lot of good seats, but if you're coming from a distance or have to work a little bit later, I mean, it's always best to have that reserve seat uh, ready to go. All right. Tuesday night, the Brad yeah. Doty uh, Classic. Another thing, guys, uh, just in case someone's listening, for our bigger events, the way our seating is, it's all bleacher seats uh, that we ask that no stadium chairs with backs on uh, be used at night when the All-Stars or the Word of Outlaws are there just to make it a little bit more comfortable for the, the person behind you with some leg room and getting through and so forth. So you know, fans would just uh, keep that in mind when they get there that uh, there'll be no uh, stadium chairs allowed for Tuesday's event. A uh, huge show like this, no coolers? Uh, we allow the small little coolers in with uh, no glass or alcohol, and uh, we have a great concession that'll probably swing open around noon. Anybody gets there early, uh, you know, great affordable prices. There's uh, any kind of sandwiches you want. There's beer on, you know, beer there. There's pop, Gatorade, whatever, whatever you need. Uh, basically, we have it. And the forecast is looking good for uh, Tuesday. Shouldn't be too sweltering hot, and, and uh, I think that uh, the wet stuff will stay away. Well, that sounds good to us. Like, <laughs> we definitely want to get it in on Tuesday and uh, everybody a little day break there on Wednesday to, to head south for the, the big three-day weekend. So, uh, like I say, well, we'll take some nice dry weather and a uh, nice cool, little bit of a cool southwest breeze. Uh, it sure wouldn't hurt our feelings. So, should, should there be some rain? Uh, Wednesday is a built-in rain date? Yes, Wednesday is a rain date. Uh, like I say, I know we'll do everything we can to get it in on, on Tuesday, but uh, we do have a fallback plan with Wednesday being the rain date. Very good. You're not going to need that rain date. It'll be fine. We know that. <laughs> one, la one last question for you before we let you go. Have you seen the movie Red Line 7000? Uh, was it on ESPN? 
I don't. Then I probably know. haven't seen it. No. <laughs> no, I don't have time to really watch a lot of movies. Uh, I'll have a lot more time in the wintertime next year since I probably won't be watching a whole lot of pro basketball in the state of Ohio. So uh, maybe I'll be able to catch up on a few movies. But uh, like I say, also, guys in your area, I just want to have a, a big thank you to the Attica Oak Shade Late Model Challenge Series. That's uh, I think we have a couple, one race at each track left. So, yeah. uh, like, you know, go on our website and check the points out. Uh, no, Pam and everybody up there, Chris and everybody, thanks for their cooperation. They'll helping us put that little event together, and we, you know, hope to grow that every year. And like I say, uh, you know, it's great working with those those folks at Oakshade, and uh, looking forward. I think we have one more event at each racetrack coming up uh, later on in the season. Yeah, and you got uh, racing going on uh, tomorrow night. What's uh, tomorrow night? Yeah, we uh, we have the fast three hundred five sprints. Uh, actually, it's a Attica Wayne County Late Model Series uh, event uh, tomorrow night, and along with the dirt trucks, so uh, we kind of give the the four tens. Uh, and our 410 fans, a little bit of a break with the big show coming up on Tuesday. So we run the, our other three divisions, and uh, gates open at 5 with racing at 745. So it's supposed to be a little bit cooler tomorrow. Anybody looking for some racing to kick off their weekend, uh, we'll be sure to have a lot of races uh, tomorrow night starting at 745. All right. Thanks a lot, uh, Rex. Good luck uh, this weekend and uh, Tuesday. Okay, guys. Thanks for having us on. Yep. Not a problem, but. All right. Rex Lejeune, uh, Director of Operations there at uh, Attica Raceway Park. A lot of racing going on there. Yeah. Class. I actually kind of want to get there. I just wish it wasn't such a drive. No, it's not that bad, Scott. It's a school night for me. Uh, anyway, I looked up the uh, Attica Oakshade point. Steve Kester is on top by three over Ryan Missler, who had that win at Attica last weekend. Well, that's pretty close. Yeah. Devin Shields is right there. Uh, 89 points for Kester, 86 for Missler. Shields is at 83, and he's the uh, defending champion of that series. Dan Wallace right there as well. So, uh, Moving on. Racing news. Coming up, we have uh, the weekend weather pit stop, your official forecast for uh, racing action this weekend. Uh, legendary uh, Hilltop Speedway down in uh, Marietta. There's two Hilltop Speedways in right. Ohio. Did you know One's that? legendary. Yeah, one is legendary. <laughs> what makes it legendary? That's my question. The name. Okay. Well, that one's closing, so there's only going to be one Hilltop Speedway in Ohio now. Um. Yeah, it's gonna be. They're gonna have one last uh, race, an enduro race on uh, the eighth, which is Sunday, I do believe. Maybe that's why they're closing. Well, I I don't I don't know about that enduro but. race. Uh. Anywho, uh, some uh, issues at uh, the uh, American Ethanol Late Model Tour uh, race on Saturday night. Apparently, the drivers. Showed up there for a 4,000 to win show. I guess they had 19 late mile drivers. Once I got there, the drivers dis- deemed the track not safe for racing. And Scott, the folks at Butler worked very hard to provide to provide uh, a facility that wasn't going to be dry and dusty despite the weather. And uh, they and they had, agreed to rework the track. They had heavily is- they had heavily watered it, and that was an issue. And then they tried to work the track. And anybody that has ever been to Butler knows that uh, there are some rocks in that area. It's just a fact of life. And when they were working the track, uh, some of those rocks came back up. And, you know, quite honestly, I applaud the folks at Butler for working as hard as they did to, to, get the sh- to make it a good show. Um, well, it, well, I guess what happened uh, after they, re- they worked the track once because they right. did it twice. Then they tried uh, doing some hot lads, which they were going to do – um, no, I, I 
trying to remember. I want I don't want to mess it up. They, they ran a little bit for hot laps, I think, and then paused and then uh, asked the drivers how the track was, and they said it still wasn't real safe. So they uh, track officials again reworked the track, and uh, I guess uh, they finally decided after some of the cars were getting airborne during qualifying because it was kind of rough that uh, they weren't going to run the 40-lap feature. They were going to cut it down to 20 laps and just do a feature, no heat races, and only sh- only uh, starting points. So, But they would pay the full purse. So I guess, And they're to be congr- congratulated for that. Um, I saw some videos of, of the latter part of the feature race and uh, looked like some very good racing. All right. Uh, Dale Jr., made his uh, NASCAR Cup broadcast debut, screaming slide job, slide job, on the last lap of the uh, Chicagoland race as Kyle Larson. It was the Battle of the Kyles uh, on the final lap. If you haven't seen that, spoiler alert, Kyle Busch won. Uh, but Kyle Larson was uh, closing in on him in the final laps, and I guess on the lap, they, Bush got held up in some lap traffic, and Larson had been running the high line right up against the wall. On both the inches corners. away, yeah, he actually hit the wall. I think a couple laps to go, scraped it just a little bit, but uh, he ended up catching. He got within contact on the final lap, dove to the inside going into turn number one, made it look like a slide. That's when Dale Jr. was yelling "slide job" because right. I thought he was going to. I thought that Jr. It, it, thought he was going to slide it, up in front looked, of him. It looked like it was going to work. And from what I read, that uh, Larson's comments afterwards was his initial intention was to do a slide job, but then realized he if he did that that he would have to hit the brakes once he got in front of him and Bush would just go, go on by and he wouldn't catch him. So instead, I'm not really sure, well, he just kind of went up and doored him. <laughs> they, which, he, he, they bombed. Yeah, which got him loose, and Larson took the lead going down the backstretch. And then, of course, Bush came back and uh, punted him in the, in the rear. They got him loose, they got Larson loose, and he did a great job of saving what, it. He had that car sideways. had 90 degrees to the infield <laughs> and, and saved it. Obviously, his, his dirt racing experience uh, served him well right there. But uh, Bush went on to pick up the victory, and uh, people were booing him, actually, which I'm not a real Kyle Bush fan, but uh, I guess uh, Larson gave him the thumbs up as he went by. Not like sarcastic thumbs up. Was, no, no. And, and in a post-race interview. Um, he said it was fun. Yeah. He enjoyed it. He said uh, he would have done the same thing. You know, he he hit him first. Larson hit uh, Bush first. So, you know, he expected uh, Bush to, to hit him back. I guess I, I don't think that he expected him to catch him in the corner like that. But uh, either way. It, it was a really great race. And like I said earlier, uh, it, it goes back to uh, the earlier days of NASCAR where that kind of racing was okay so does that mean uh is that was that what nascar needs then they need good guys bad guys they need some controversy well i think bush would be the bad guy is, is larson a good guy then? you know kyle bush he's one is, of the new he's one of the new guys larson is yeah i like larson though but he races around here a lot too so i'm kind hey, of biased, how, how can so. you not like a dirt racer come <laughs> there on there you go uh, this weekend, uh, the Xfinity, they're at uh, Daytona this weekend, the Xfinity Series tomorrow night on NBCSN and the Monster Energy Cup Series Saturday night on NBC. Trucks are there too, aren't they? I don't think so. I'm not sure. Mm, all right. They usually are. They usually are. Uh, I read something too about uh, Mansfield, speaking of uh, the race they had last weekend, Lucas Oil Dirt late model thing. Actually, it has nothing to do with the Lucas Oil thing, but it had to do with the track itself. 
being uh, that he kept he used to be paved and they turned it into dirt and they kept the uh, safer barrier around it because it used to run uh, truck series races there right when it was paved and i guess he kept uh, the asphalt that's underneath where the safer, safer barrier, barrier is. is so it, you know it can move still right. has that flex as opposed to dirt getting built up underneath of it and so i was reading something where they asked him about uh, having a nascar race there because they got a leg up on Eldora, because Eldora doesn't have the safer barriers. So, uh, Ooh. Yeah. But I don't see them taking the race away from Eldora and moving it to Mansfield, and the fact that they're kind of close in proximity, they wouldn't have two dirt track races in Ohio. No, but how about an Xfinity, Xfinity race? Ooh. Yeah. I like that. We'll Th- there's, a, there's a lot of support, an awful lot of support, for a dirt race uh, in the cup division. And they, they'd have to launch it somewhere, and I'm thinking the Xfinity Series would be the place to do it. At Mansfield? Absolutely. It'd be a good facility. It would. I think. There you go. Listen up, NASCAR. Make it happen. Uh, one other uh, NASCAR new- note, uh, Chase Elliott. Uh, did you hear about him? He uh, sprained his ankle yesterday. How did he do that? He was playing around, I guess, uh, by a swing pool or something, and uh, he went to have it x-rayed. His ankle was fine. He's just limping. He's been cleared to race, though. Hmm. No worries. The 4th of July, messing around <laughs> near a pool. Gee. Well, he did, he's a nice kid. I wonder, but I wonder he, if there was At least was he alco- still has his was fingers. There, was there alcohol involved? He still has and, his fingers. Yeah. Isn't that that's usually what happens on the 4th of July? You lose your fingers. Uh, we got a uh, substitute in for uh, Ryan Weekman of uh, Channel 11 for our weekend weather pit stop. Ready for this? I am. This is Big Riggs from uh, 1037 CKY uh, hooking us up with a weather report. Hey there, I'm Riggs taking a look at the weekend weather pit stop. Friday night at Toledo Speedway, night of destruction. Sunny and 80 at race time, 0% chance of rain. Heading over to Attica Raceway Park, partly cloudy and around 75. Extremely slight chance of a rain shower. And into Sandusky Friday night, Sandusky Speedway. Midwest Compact Touring Series, partly cloudy with temperatures around 75 and a 0% chance of rain. Moving along to Saturday, Oakshade Raceway, vintage American race cars starting around 80 degrees and sunshine and dropping into the upper 50s overnight with a 0% chance of rain. Flat Rock Speedway, Monroe Superstore, fireworks night, uh, sunny and 78 race time, 0% chance of rain. Fremont Speedway, Crown Battery Night, sunny. And 78, 0% chance of rain there as well. Waynesfield Motorsports Park, Dick Spencer Memorial, sunny and 77. Almost no chance of rain there. Sandusky Speedway on Saturday night, Sandusky Towing Night, 75 and sunny. No chance of rain there either. Moving on to Tuesday night at Attica Raceway Park, World of Outlaws, Ohio Logistics, Brad Doty Classic, sunny and 86 with just a 10% chance of rain and that wraps up the weekend weather pit stop. Thank you, Mr. Riggs. And uh, another note, the uh, record report with uh, Perry Cox, under caution with Perry Cox. It's just been on hiatus. It's not gone. It'll be coming back. I talked to him uh, last weekend, and he said, uh, tell Ron not to get his hopes up too much. It's coming back. You know, it's it's really sad. He's just been very busy. Well, he hit an absolute home run with the last one that <laughs> he, he should did. Just, he should just retire after that one. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> That was the, uh, was that the Tony Stewart one? The Tony one? Stewart yeah. one, yeah. yeah. That that was great. It really was. Yeah. All right. Last week uh, for our How Many segment, uh, we asked 
Uh, how many late models are going to be at Mansfield for that Lucas uh, Oil Freedom 50? Right. You said 43. Kyle Capodice said uh, 45. I said 46. Alan Blake. Alan won. Alan Blake, uh, he's, he had 36, and there were actually 35, so he was the closest there. You know, he's Scott, a smart I, guy. I, I'm, I'm just a little concerned about the late model car counts in the area. Um, they haven't been what I would have expected. We'll be fine. I know. We'll be fine. I know. Well, obviously, there's going to be more than enough cars uh, to fill the fields, but I'm just concerned that we're not going to see the overwhelming numbers. We'll see. But, yeah, like you said, uh, was it uh, Fayetteville? You, yeah. were, you were telling me before the show they had uh Yeah, I, I, went, I went to uh, timing and scoring, wanted to see uh, some of last night's results, and uh, inadvertently clicked on 2013. Uh, and in 2013, they had 40, I think 40, 42 cars there. And uh, last night, 22. Worries. It could mean something, but we'll see. Uh, we're going to pick how many cars are going to be at the Brad Doty Classic at Attica on Tuesday. Rex says 55. What do you think? Hmm. Last year they had 58, just uh, to give you a baseline. All right. So since I stuck my nose out there and said that car counts were down, maybe 56. Oh, <laughs> well, then I'll take the 57 then. All right. So if I have 57 or anything over, I got it. Anything over, you've got it. Yeah, and Rex is right in the middle there. He has to be dead on to win that one. Coming up this weekend, lots of racing. Night of Destruction, as uh, you just heard, tomorrow night, school bus uh, figure eight, boat figure eight, train figure eight, ARCA factory stocks, ARCA victory lane, oil change figure eights, ARCA, Aramark, late model sportsman, plus flagpole race. That's a lot of stuff. It is. And uh, pit gates open at four racing at 730. Just 16 bucks, general admission for that. It's pretty good. Toledo Speedway. Lima Land is not racing tomorrow night. They are off. It is a planned off. They'll be back uh, next week, July 6th. So. The oh, wait, no. The next, finally, July 13th, I'm sorry. No racing this Friday. They'll be back. Weather week, finally Friday straightens 13th. out, so. Yeah, it'll be a nice. Day. Yeah. Uh, you can't win if you're <laughs> promoting to no. make the schedule. Uh, Attica again uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Fast 305s, the Attica Wayne County Late Model Series Dirt Trucks. Gates open at 5, racing at 745, general mission 15 bucks for that show. Uh, Sandusky has a Friday night show tomorrow night. They're racing uh, Friday and Saturday this weekend. Friday night, it's the Midwest Compact Touring Series, uh, plus uh, vintage cars. Gates open at 3, racing at 7. Tickets are just 5 bucks for uh, tomorrow night. Or is that the VARC group there? I think so, but it didn't say that, so okay. I didn't want to... I think that's the VRAC group, which is the Vintage American Race Cars, which will right. be at Oakshade on Saturday. Uh, speaking of which. Not, uh, not to be missed. That's, uh, yeah, Saturday night, UMP Late Models, UMP Sportsmen, Bombers Compacts, Gates Open to 4 Racing at 7, tickets 12 bucks for that. And, uh, yeah, the Vintage American Race Cars put on a interesting little ex- exhibition out there. Well, and it's not just exhibition racing. They're, they're racing. So those guys are racing. They, they take it real seriously. Which is crazy because some of those things, they don't look very safe to me. I don't know. A lot of really nice rest, restored yeah. race cars. I don't think I'd just... One of, those, one of those things that you probably can't get parts for. Maybe. You'd probably have I'll to make I could, them. I'll bet I could build them. I know you could. 
Flat Rock Speedway is in action with Monroe uh, Superstore Fireworks Night uh, this Saturday. 50-lap feature for figure eights and street stock 75-lap uh, feature for the ARCA Gold Cup late models. Uh, gates open at 3.30, racing at 7. General admission, 16 bucks. Fremont, Crown Battery Night, 410 Sprints, 305 Sprints, Dirt Trucks, late models, gates at 4, racing at 7. Tickets are 15 bucks that Saturday night. And uh, Waynesfield, also in action. Waynesfield uh, Motorsports Park, the Dick Spencer Memorial. Boss, Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. Non-wing sprints, 1,500 to win. Mini sprints, 700 to win. Compacts, pits open at 4. Racing at 7. General admission tickets, 15 bucks. That's at Waynesfield Motorsports Park Saturday night. Also Saturday night, Sandusky Speedway. That's night number two for them this weekend. Uh, Sandusky Towing Night with the MSS Super Modifieds. They're going to have street stocks and renegade stocks. Pit gates open at 3, racing at 7. Tickets are uh, $17 for that special event at Sandusky Speedway. And then, uh, yeah, Attica Raceway Park, World of Outlaws. The uh, logistics, Ohio Logistics Brad Doty Classic, the 30th Brad Doty Classic, as a matter of fact, happening Tuesday night. So you can get your tickets, uh, reserve seats, available at atticaracewaypark.com. Should be a good show. Yeah, and then next week we'll be uh, talking to, I haven't decided who we're going to talk to, uh, somebody about the birthday race coming up at at Oak Shaven. Probably we'll talk to uh, Taylor, like you were saying. Right. We'll see if we'll put that together. He uh, drives a modified I believe he and, won and, at least one of the nights right, last and, week, and we need the last to, year. And we need to talk to someone from the Henricks family because yeah, they put... We'll get Chris, she's going to be busy, but uh, they, she they said put so, They put so much heart and effort into this into this race, yeah. This is their uh, their hell weekend, I believe. We, we need they, to talk to them. They got camping all weekend long, everything. We'll be talking to uh, Chrissy's. I believe she's going to be the one uh, we'll get on the phone next week. Designated talker. Designated talker, yeah. Talk about everything going on. Uh, so that ought to be fun, too. So, yeah. Thanks again to uh, Dave Kimmer, helping out with the booking. Uh, he also said the, the trucks are off this weekend. Okay. So. The trucks are off of NASCAR. Yeah. The yeah, tru- NASCAR. The trucks NASCAR. are at Attica, and the trucks are at Fremont. Yeah. You different just, trucks. Yeah. Different trucks. Don't confuse me. I've been up way too long today. It's time to go <laughs> home. We're done. <laughs> Tune in next week, uh, 7 o'clock, Facebook Live. Details on everything Hammerdown Racing Report at hammerdownracingreport.com. Don't forget you can listen on iHeartRadio, on demand. A much cleaned up version of uh, tonight's show will be on there in a few hours. We dress it up a little. A little bit. Um, And don't forget to uh, call that guy right there for all your race car needs. If uh, he says we need more late models in the area. Uh, he probably knows where where you can get one, or can build one, or put one together with uh, toothpicks or something. We, we can help. <laughs> Ron Miller Race Cars. Give him a call. Seven three four something eight five six race seven two two three. Uh, all everything a racer needs, and even uh, other. You get that uh, van that looks like it's from the Adams family or something. In it's there pretty too. cool. It, it is really is creepy old looking. What is that? It's a nineteen fifty Dodge. Okay, and it's like a matte black. Yep, which is pretty sweet. I saw the motor getting ready to go in there. So, yep. not just race cars. We've redone the rear suspension on it. Uh, he's got some Cadillac seats that we have to figure out how to make them go forward and backward and up and down. And you know, just another day. Who gets to figure that out? You or Don? Oh, uh, probably me. Oh, okay, I got faith in you. 
as you said, after my uh, car fell off the jack twice and we finally got it back, we won. That's it. <laughs> you just keep trying until you get it. <laughs> You'll win. Uh, so that's it for the show this week. Thanks again to uh, Rex Lejeune for uh, giving us a call. We really appreciate you folks listening. Yeah, and uh, again, next week uh, we'll be talking uh, birthday race and probably stuff that happens this coming weekend as well. And there's stuff that'll happen this coming weekend that uh, we can't talk about. Oh, no. The birthday race weekend, you know, what what goes on at the racetrack stays at the racetrack. All right. See you next week. (laughs) Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Racecar Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 